You're listening to the chronicles of those who are left alone. Zeke again. Um, yeah, my next my next couple days, like three, four, five, was what I consider my learning to drive montage. You know. Oh, these are Reese's Pieces. You know they haven't gone bad yet. I got these like 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 weeks ago. No, I did not pay for them. Uh, yeah, freaking. I don't think they'll ever go bad. This candy, right? Um, that's a non-perishable food item right there. That's what you got to have. Um, yeah, no, I was learning how to drive. Because uh, um, I knew, I don't know, like my my plan, I'm like, where do I? Because obviously I, I knew I wanted to branch out a bit. I wanted to um, go out of the campus area and see how widespread this mass disappearance of the population was. Um and I guess the only place I kind of thought to go, the only place I really knew how to get to was uh, was my parents' house. My, you know, my house is, as recently as like a month ago. Um, yeah, and so I'm like, it's like 45 minutes. And, you know, I, being a new driver, I probably would drive slower. But I think that's countered by the fact that there really isn't going to be anyone else on the road. So I can probably make it there in less. Um but I needed to learn how to drive safely. I, I was not about to, like, if I'm truly one of the few folks left here, I am not about to die crashing a car. Um, so, you know, I, I, I wasn't, like, I don't know, the, either, either, like, I'm not actually alone, in which case, there's, it would be, like, dumb to die if i'm like one of like i don't know this chosen group of people who are still around and if i was the last person imagine the last person goes just because i can't drive at 18 like that's that's ridiculous um yeah so um i spent the next few days uh like the three days after i'm like i should go somewhere i i learned to the best of my abilities on my own how to drive um and I learned how to drive in several different cars. There was one of them that I think was a standard. I I like drove a couple meters, and now when I'm like, yeah, no, 
Uh, I, okay, there was, there was this really nice purple Jeep. Um, I don't know anything about cars, like what's good, what's, you know, what's the ones that I, like, would be easy to learn. What are the ones that, like, are good on gas if I'm going to have to, like, you know, do that for myself as well now? Like, you know, what ones are, you know, the ones that can take getting in a crash and keep going? I, I didn't, I don't know anything about cars, but, like, I, what I do know, that purple Jeep was nice. Uh, so I stole that purple Jeep from, like, the freaking, you know... It was parked outside of a, of a of a Chinese restaurant, so that's where I found that one. Um, it was parked very nicely. I like there was three cars all really close, and assuming that they were all, you know, not just uh, like in an almost crash, and they were actually properly parked. The, the middle guy was perfectly parallel parked, so I that I could. There's no way I was getting that car out of there. So the Jeep was in the front. Luckily, I took that one. Um, and yeah, I I mean, I don't know how, inter- how interesting it is to, to listen to someone learning how to drive if you can do it yourself. It's like muscle memory. But um, yeah, no, I, I've i been using my signal lights. Like, I'm, I, no, no one gives a shit. There's no one to give a shit, I know. But like, I, I don't know. My dad would always complain about, you know, drivers here can't find their signal lights, you freaking loons. But I, so I... Yeah, I know. I I'm driving like a proper person. I because I feel like if you learn how to drive, like you're the only person on the road, you'll never be truly good at it. And I I I something I do want to be good at. I just haven't haven't really <clears throat> gotten around to it. Um, yeah. So that was how my next couple days went, and eventually I made it somewhere. And we'll get to that. Day three. I mean, can we just like do day three, four, five at least to get because honestly, they're pretty much all the same. I did the same things. Um, I mean, you don't want me to get to the good stuff that's happened so far. You want to know every day, but I'm not going to bore everybody with the same shit every day. But I'll say like day three, day four, day five. It's probably the happiest time in my life. It, this life, anyway. Um, I mean, as we are here now, months after. And it's a complete different world we live in. Probably the happiest time in this world. In this life. It's day three, four, and five where I went through everyone's house. I want to know what shit people had that they would never have let the outside world know. I mean, the things I found, but unbelievable. I'll get to that in a minute. I just can't help but think in my own house. At the end of day two and into day three, I went through all the TV channels. And most of them had nothing. Like, somebody didn't flip a switch or something timed out. A few of them were live, I guess, when... Everybody vanished, and it must have been breakfast and morning on day one when people vanished because one of them still had their live news and breakfast show or whatever, and it was just a studio lit up um, with no one, no no one, just silence, empty chairs at a at an anchor desk or their weird half house half whatever fake bullshit look that that studio was trying to make it look like 
So radio stations weren't working. There's static everywhere. Uh, couldn't phone anyone. I tried everyone on my contacts list and I got that cannot be completed as dial try again. I don't even know why I had a fucking phone anymore. It's, I, I just kept it because I wanted to have the music I have on it. Um, the internet kind of worked. You could look up some things, but pages were all of a sudden starting to, you know, cannot connect, reload, reload page, reload page. But days three, four, and five, yeah, <laughs> to get back to what I did those days, I legit... <laughs> Spent every day, I just worked out from my house, going farther and farther out, kicking in doors. A lot of doors were unlocked, surprisingly. Like, people were home, and then not. Or they were expecting to come back home quickly, and they leave the door unlocked. Kind of makes me happy, thinking back to those days. I mean... One of the things was the the fact that... Um, I found so much stuff in people's houses. I found guns. That's a given. Not a surprise. I found rooms people had where weird shit happened. And I'm not just talking like, you know, you could tell. You could smell in the room. And that's going to sound weird. It's funny thinking back again. Oh, man. I'm sorry if I sound so happy. Like I said, before the reality of the weight of the world the entire world. My world was just my town at that time. I was the only one there and it was peaceful and joyful. It was just, you know, you'd have <laughs> the drugs, the crack, the and I've not done, I mean, boring life me. I just married, had kids and worked, so I didn't have time for recreational activities like a lot of people in my small town had. You could smell the dope and you could smell the drugs and the crack and the... I mean, I found sex dungeons in some people's places. Uh, I found weird journals. Yeah, I was reading people's shit. I was looking through everyone's drawers. Uh, does that make me a bad person? Maybe. Probably. Um, but, if, <laughs> hey, no one was going to stop me. So, yeah, I read journals. I read, went through every drawer in people's houses. I went to people's houses I knew, the things I saw, and then the vehicles I found. Oh, there's one guy in town. He's got a couple Ferraris. Went to his house. And I kicked in his door, found the keys to his Ferrari, and I ripped that around town. The thing about driving downtown, and I realized as I left the town to go down the highway, Cars are in the ditch, like they all rolled to a stop everywhere. Some are still in the road. It became like a challenge how fast I could drive that guy's Ferrari zigzagging through, <laughs> through parked and stalled out cars. I mean, fuck, I was having a great time. I, I forgot that I, I have to think about surviving those three days, those three, four days. Amazing. One of the weird things that happened as I was cruising around and I'd drive around um, was, and I'd try vehicles, motorcycles, I was doing everything. I'm like, oh, that's a nice bike. I'm going to take that for a rip. You know, I, uh, <laughs> the train, 
how the train came rumbling through town. I think it was day four. And just came not fast, fast enough that I wouldn't be able to run beside it and jump on, but not so fast that I, you know, it's just a ghost train rumbling through town. And just as it went through town, rumbling outside of town, it a loud crash, bang, boom, an explosion. It ran into a train coming the other way. Uh, so it wasn't so devastating the speeds that you know blew up everything or anything, but it derailed and there was a fire. And I never once thought I should go to the fire department, get the fire truck, and go put it out. I thought, fuck it. I mean, it's not harming me. That's all that matters is me now. Uh, yeah, the stuff I found in people's houses, though, uh, I would need, I don't know, a year at the shock, the awe, the wonder, the amazement, the, the disappointment, the shock at the things people have in their houses and their garages that you never see knowing them on the outside. So that was day three, four, five, and it was day six, which I'll get to where I just decided I should try flying an airplane. <laughs> uh, day six, where you realized you can be the only person on the planet, but you can still possibly die. Yeah, but that's day six. This was day three, four, and five. Day six, oh. it's funny, I spent the first day and the second day wallowing because I thought my wife and kids left me. Then I realized everyone left and I was filled with this stupid, shallow, weird joy because then I started, you know, snooping through people's houses, driving cars and trucks and living great for three days and then day six day six came and well it hit me that I was alone that I wouldn't see my wife I wouldn't see my kids and it didn't really fucking matter what I'd see because I'm alone so I thought well Maybe the best way to get through everything is to just end my life. But I'm not going to end my life, you know, by hanging myself or taking pills or shooting myself. I mean, there was guns pretty much all over the place. You know, I didn't realize how many people had guns in their homes. No, I was like, well, I'll try something if I... I'll try something that scares me. It's like a weird, you know, motivational thing. You flip your calendar and it's try something every day that scares you. So I thought, well, I'm going to the airport. And I'm going to learn to fly. Or try to fly or die trying. And again, there's that whole irrational becomes rational. So I went out to the airport just outside of town. And... I mean, all the planes are in their little hangars locked up. It's nothing now. I already carry around, you know, 
bolt cutters to get in locks and I'll smash through something to get in now. I'm, I'm becoming really good at smashing into places. Um, so I found an airplane, just like one of those little ones that seem, you see a lot at little airports, uh, a Cessna or whatever, and got in it, fiddled around with the controls, you know, did my pre-flight inspection. <laughs> I mean, I know nothing about flying an airplane. But I thought I was doing it. Like, who was I impressed? Like, no one's going to show up and ask me if I logged my flight plan and stuff. But old habits, I guess. We're human. Anyway, I tried to figure out how to start an airplane. You'd think it'd be simple. A small little plane. There's switches and gauges. and I mean, there's a key. I found a master switch. Couldn't get it to go. And I remembered, you know, you got a, it was warm enough. I didn't have to worry about heating up anything, I don't think. Uh, I fiddled with a fuel mixture and mixed it rich <laughs> and pushed the throttle in a little bit, fired it up, and sh away she went. And I coasted it out of the hangar to the end of the runway, got on the runway, and gunned that thing. Throttle all the way in gone and eventually I left the ground and I was flying and I thought this is cool I won't go very high I'll, I'll stay a couple hundred feet I'll fly around the town and look at some things and kind of get a, an idea of maybe I don't know maybe I'd see something to show I wasn't alone you know if I'll I started the morning going, well, I'm going to die. So I'm going to die flying or trying to fly. Then I got up there and I thought, well, maybe there's, maybe there's someone or something, some sign that I'm not alone. <laughs> like, even though I was like, I'm alone, I just should die and speak like, I'm going to die anyway. I have no one. I'm alone. I'll just speed up this process. I got up there flying. I mean, it's not really hard once you're up there. You're up there, just don't run into shit. I mean, seems seems like a pretty sound advice if you're flying an airplane. Keep your eyes open and don't fly into shit. But all of a sudden I was up there, I was like, if I see one sign that I'm not alone, then I'm, I'll live. I saw everywhere I flew were cars along the highways and ditches and run into each other. Uh, the flaming wreckage now flaming out of two trains that collided. Um, and nothing moving. And I just flew around and around looking, looking. And I kind of lost where I was. I mean, I wish I could tell you I knew where my town was. But I didn't even know where the, where the fuck I'd flown. So a little bit of panic set in. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to find my way home. <laughs> I mean, I'm all alone. So really, I mean, I could get any vehicle I wanted. I could stay at anybody's house overnight. Like home was wherever literally I wanted home to be in. Excuse me, but I wanted to die today. You know, but here I am trying to find ways to stay those things like I was lost in the air 
the world looks a little different three, four, five, six, seven hundred, a thousand feet higher. And I don't know, it was one of those things I zoned out looking, I lost track of time. I didn't keep track of time anymore. I mean, the sun was up or the sun was down. That was my time limit on the day. You know, sun coming up, sun going down. That's it. Everything else is just whatever time. It's just time. And I think I'd been up there a while. And plus, I never paid attention to how much fuel was. I didn't check all the gauges. I never checked the fuel gauge. And a buzzer went off, said fuel. And I was like, oh, what goes up must come down. And the easy part was taking off and flying. Now I didn't know where I was. And I think I have to land this thing pretty quick or die trying. So I found a highway, the major one. So I knew I was between my town and the city. But again, how do you land on a highway that's littered with vehicles stalled out everywhere? So I was like, I'll pick that field. I mean, I've seen planes and heard of planes landing in fields before. It can't be that hard. And skidding around on grass seemed to be, or dirt, a better option than skidding and pinballing through cars on a highway. So down I went. All the time, saying to myself, you said you wanted to die today. Now you're worried about where you're going to land this thing. So I killed the throttle to slow down my airspeed. I sound like I know what I'm talking about, but I have a clue. I'm, you know, who am I trying to impress? I'm the only person alive. And I aim for a field. And I take the plane down, trying to slow it down as much as I can. And I, I don't know how to land a fucking plane. What the hell was I thinking being up here? And I took this thing, aimed it for the biggest field that looked the most smoothest from hundreds of feet in the sky. And I went for it. And I slowed the engine down and it started slowing down. And I had to speed it up a bit because apparently I slowed too much. I was starting to like just no, you know, stall out. So I found whatever the happy medium throttle speed and air speed and direction of the wind and the curvature of the earth and the rotation speed of the plot. I'm bullshitting you and I'm bullshitting myself. I ain't got a fucking clue. I aimed for the field and I came in hard and I crashed. I bumped off the ground, bounced in the air, bounced off the ground. And I thought to myself, I'm going to fucking die. And I didn't want to die. How pathetic is that? That I thought to myself that I want to die. I'm going to die flying and die trying. And now that I was about to die out of control on a landing of a little tiny airplane in some fucking field, I didn't want to die. I was fully pleading with God, with the universe, with everything in those few seconds that felt like an eternity that if I could just live, I would be happy being the last person alive on this planet. And if I could live another 60, 70 years alone, I'd be fine with that. 
that's still got to be better than dying. Because who knows if everybody actually died, where'd they go? Maybe they're alive somewhere, and if I die, I'm going to miss out on some great reward. I'm just waiting my turn. And I bounced one more time, and as that nose came up in the air and then pivoted to the ground, I took out a herd of cattle. One of the dumbest animals on the planet had the dumbest looks in its face when I hit it, and the propeller sliced it up in front of me. I'll never forget that cow's look. But I walked away. And as they say, any landing you can walk away from is a good landing. And day six was when I realized if I die, I'm okay with that. But I'm not going to go out looking to die. But I'll take some risks and I'll probably stick the landing. Dawn of the seventh day. I grab the card out of my wallet that says Zeke Hrishko Learner's Driver's Permit, whatever it says, and I cross out the learners because in the apocalypse, I decide when I'm ready. I hopped into this random car and I was about to, to go on my way to my parents' place. And um, it was a nice car. It was a, it was a freaking like Jeep. It was not the purple Jeep. I figured I should save that one for uh, if I ever like have to go further. But I found another Jeep because apparently Jeeps are just easier to drive. I guess I, that's how what I found at least. So it's this older, it's older gray Jeep. Um, I found it outside of a gas station. Um, and so I figured it was already fueled up. And so I started driving and um, I was, I was, I was all right at it. But uh, I think that this car was parked here at the gas station because someone needed to fill it up. So, um, yeah, it, it right away I got like and I, I didn't even think to check the gas gauge. You know, I, I was watching my speedometer. I was seeing how fast I could feel safe going. Um, but like freaking <laughs> things starts beeping at me. It's out of gas like 10 minutes in. And I'm like, I could go back, but I'm sure there's another gas station somewhere, right? Um, and sure enough, there was. Like, actually, to my luck, there was another gas station, like, another few minutes um, right before getting out of the main core of the city there. Um, and I pulled it to the gas station, and uh, I I filled it up. I did have to pay because this pump was still automatic. So, like, I did pay at the pump, and it wouldn't give me gas if I didn't pay for it. So I paid for it, and I... I I really feel like if at some point I need to get gas, I got to figure out how to get it without paying for it. Um, not that I have to pay for anything else, but like if the technology here like ever needs maintenance, I'm screwed. Um, anyways, naturally, gas station, buy a convenience store. I went into the convenience store, seeing what I could find. You know, why not? Loot- looting is gives me a certain boost of serotonin in, in, the, in these trying times. Um... But the weirdest thing started happening in there. So the um, the lights were like flickery. Some of them weren't working super well. Um, the like refrigerators. Uh, some of the, I was opening all of them up, seeing what drinks I wanted. Some of them were warm in there. Some of them were still cold. Uh, it was weird. Um, the uh, 
this is one of those gas stations that had the, like the slushies machine didn't work but yet the fountain pot machine did so something is really up with the power in here um yeah the lights kept flickering and stuff so i guess i guess it was this was the first place that i really noticed power fluctuations um yeah which is interesting because i guess i've kind of just been using power this whole time i didn't really like i didn't really understand at the time that like people kind of need to regulate and control and distribute power and uh i guess this just further made me feel like there wasn't anyone else still doing that um and obviously i hadn't run into anyone else in a week so um yeah but i uh i eventually filled up my gas uh filled up the back seat of my car with convenience store items it t- i was there way longer than i intended to be actually um just exploring testing out if the power worked or whatever um yeah and uh that's eventually it was it was late in the seventh day that i got to um the right neighborhood of my parents place um and uh i just slept in my car on the driveway i wasn't i feel like this day was already like a lot for me and i wasn't i don't know i wasn't quite ready to go into my parents place i thought that maybe they would still be in there maybe my siblings would still be in there um, even though one of them moved out and has no reason to be in there, I thought that maybe they all be in there. And I'm like, I'm just going to wake up in the morning. People are going to be knocking on my window. They're going to scare the shit out of me. And they're going to say, Zeke, you're home. And um, so I fell asleep thinking that was what was going to happen. Uh, I, I, you know, not necessarily thinking in terms of like, logically, this makes sense. But the, the type of wishful thinking that you do after a week alone Um and uh yeah i just kind of sat there till i fell asleep um obviously the back seat was full so i just reclined the front seat back um and i'm like yeah tomorrow i i I was like an equal excited and nervous for the next day um where i would go into my, my old home where there would always be people like that there was I there was always people that I knew and that knew me in there and maybe for the first time tomorrow there wasn't going to be but I wasn't quite ready to to confirm that suspicion so yeah I spent spent the night in the car um and yeah I guess it was I guess that's that that's my first week so it took me an entire week to go far enough away where um, I actually felt like something would be different, but <sighs> day seven was one of those days. I mean, it was it was a good day, I guess, as far as getting used to new days of you know living life uh, all by myself. I mean, I didn't die the day before landing an airplane in, into a herd of cattle um, or ground beef landing, as I call that now. That's, that's, that's a term, sadly, no pilot ever is going to know what a ground, ground beef landing is. Um, so day seven, I woke up, the sun came up again. Um, a little bit of sleeping every night kind of makes you feel like tomorrow will be the day I don't wake up. And I'm no longer around like my my family. 
my friends, my coworkers, I mean, everybody. But I woke up day seven, sun was shining. It was a warm September day, I guess. Starting to get hard to remember which month it was. Um, and I decided to play uh, school bus pinball. Pinball, you know, like you line up a bunch of cars down the street just wide enough for a bus to fit down and then you come flying down the street in a school bus and bounce around off of cars and see just how much damage you can do. Um, 100 points for a small vehicle, 200 points for like a pickup, 300 points for anything larger than like a one-ton vehicle. So you smash up and try to get as far as you can go and 1,000 points for every block. And uh, so after a hard morning and early afternoon of school bus pinball, I went to the big store. You know, every town, every city, we got those big stores. They, some of them are blue, some of them are red, the colors, but they got everything. They got your groceries and they've got your clothes and they've got your video games, your televisions and everything you can want all under one convenient big box store location. And, well, needless to say, after seven days, the fruit was starting to smell a little bad when you walk in there and that. But I ignored it. I made a straight beeline. The milk is already starting to turn. But the ice cream was still good. I could still eat ice cream. I could still get waffles and make them in my toaster back home. And as I was walking into this big box store, doors open. Automatic doors. Doors closed. I went in. It's a very quiet place when no one's around. There's just the hum of lights and the whir, 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 whir of coolers and freezers working. Same three-hour time loop of weird elevator music playing. Not gonna lie, I spend almost every day going into the store and raiding the ice cream and the frozen food section. Uh, like I said, the, the fruits and vegetables had started to not be very good um, but I was heading for the ice cream chocolate ice cream that's my gig and there just happened to be I don't know 10 15 4 liter pails of ice cream gallon pails of ice cream and yeah as I was walking to the back corner they're always in the back corner those those things the lights started to flicker I was like well that's weird never in my mind at this point being alone did I ever contemplate that the power would go out and what I would fucking do with no more ice cream no more frozen waffles no more burritos no more frozen pizzas I made a big dent in the frozen pizza inventory there in case you were wondering. Never once did I contemplate what life would be like when the power went out. But if I thought it was hard, and Lord, it's been hard being alone, but to have DVDs and Blu-rays and video games to play and some internet sites to search. Um, when the power went out, Standing in the middle of that big box store, 
literally as I opened the door to the ice cream, the power flickered, flickered, and then went out. And for like 10 seconds, I was in total darkness. And then the click, 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 click of all those emergency lights you see all around the store clicking on when the power goes out. I thought, oh, fuck. So I quickly went and got a shopping cart. And I started loading it up with frozen foods. And I thought, well, if the power's out here, it'll be out at home. What the hell am I going to do with all this frozen food? So I might as well take one. I can't cook anything with a microwave. I can't cook anything in the oven. I can't keep ice cream frozen. So I might as well take one more bucket of ice cream, one more gallon of ice cream, and enjoy probably my last chocolate ice cream ever. And then I thought, I'm going to come into these stores. They're still dry goods. I mean, I can make my own waffles, I guess, if I can find a gas stove or something. I can, I can make some food, rice, boil water, so I'll need to come back in the store. But these lights, these emergency lightings run off big batteries, and they only hold a charge for so long, and those lights won't work anymore. So I decided to get another shopping cart, because I don't need this food, frozen food shopping cart, it's going to be all wasted anyway. And I got another shopping cart. And I headed over to the home hardware section, help you out section, the do-it-yourself stuff. I don't know what they call it. What do they call it? I don't care. It doesn't fucking matter. And I got flashlights. And I got headlights. Because nothing looks cooler than a man with LED lights strapped to his head walking around. Could be useful. Hard to hold a flashlight in certain situations. You need the headlight. And I got all the batteries I could get. And all the flashlights and headlights and anything I could run off of batteries. Yeah. And panic started to set in. Because, again, there's only a finite amount of batteries in the world. There's only a finite amount of flashlights and replacement bulbs for flashlights. I was going to have to get used to learning how to live in a world with no power and darkness. And my fears were realized when I got home. There was no power at home. And that night when the sun set, even though it was still late summer, the sun's going around, going down around, I don't know, eight-ish at night. How dark everything was in town when the lights were off. No street lights worked, nothing. And when I thought I could never feel more alone in my entire life, I hit a new low of loneliness. That was day seven. One week, and I was ready to die and give up all over again. Ryan Mackey as Zeke. Nels Nelson as Paul.
Chronicles of Those Who Were Left Alone. Copyright Nels Nelson, 2022.